Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with us here today. I so appreciate you. I'm so grateful for every opportunity we get to be together here on the radio in whatever forum you might be listening to us, whether you're listening live on actual terrestrial radio dialed in on your, maybe your car as you're driving, or you're listening on iHeart or iTunes or one of the many uh, places that we're across the internet, including my good friends at Speak Up Talk Radio. Um, wonderful, wonderful group of people. Or maybe you're just right here on WeHelpYouThrive.com, my website, um, and I invite you in any of those incidences to listen to this whole episode as well as multiples of the others. I love having this relationship with you here on the radio and just getting to be able to know each other and help each other out as we move through life. There are so many things in life that are so powerful and impactful. Um, some things that don't necessarily always seem like fun. You know, like taxes and parenting. <laughs> that there are powerful ways to be able to really uh, manifest what you really want out of life. But as those of us who may be the hope givers in life, we may be the ones that are leading and cheering and doing all the stuff and not getting necessarily the accolades we deserve. We need to have the secrets for ourselves too so that we can be at our best to then give our best into those that we serve in the world. It's difficult sometimes, I absolutely admit it, but it's also so important and so powerful for you to have hope, for you to live powerfully in the hope, knowing that your hope grows. Uh, you know, and I warned you, I'm third generation minister. I'm going to go on a little Bible rant here for you for just a second. Um, you know, the Bible says faith is the evidence of things hoped for. We have the ability to hope. And the fact that we have the ability to have faith in those things we hope for, that's our evidence. That's the thing that we can uh, take to a court. We can say, I know it can be because I believe. There's an old saying that says, what you can conceive and believe you will achieve. So for those of us who are hope givers, those of us who are really down in the trenches, helping people, doing those things, leading, guiding, being the powerful person that I know you are, you need to make sure that you've ignited your hope, that you know how to manifest hope in your life, as well as take good care of you, so that when you are shining hope for others, you have hope in yourself too. It's really easy to get to that point where, you know, and again, it could be doing other people's taxes, raising kids, uh, being a nurse, being a minister, any of those kind of things where you find yourself without hope and you're still trying to give it to others, but you have none inside of yourself. And so we want to start off, I have three great guests for you today, but we want to start off giving hope to the people who give hope to everybody else. And we want to learn throughout the course of all three of these interviews how to be able to, yes, most definitely manifest in the people that we lead in guides' lives the hope that they need, but also how to have the hope in our own lives as well. How to make that manifest within us so that we can do the good that we're meant to do in the world. 
really excited about all these guests and the ability to be able to bring them to you. I'm looking forward for this conversation so that we can all come together and we can thrive in all that we do as thriving entrepreneurs. With that said, let's jump right into our first interview. Join me in welcoming Christine Cunningham. Hey, Christine, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you? I'm doing so good. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Well, um, I really show up in the world uh, to be a beacon of hope and to add a ray of sunshine, you know, to people's lives. Uh, I'm an HR professional by trade, and um, I really have spent a lot of time, you know, just pouring into people and developing talent. So that's basically how I show up in the world to make a difference in others' lives. That's awesome. And your book is called, Are You Silently Losing Hope? Four Best Strategies to Experience the Kiss of Life. So let's first talk about losing hope. Um, and kind of the people that find themselves experiencing that. Yeah, I, I think with the backdrop of um, the pandemic, you know, it really challenges your hope um, because there are so many unknowns. Um, you know, we never know when it, it, it when the pandemic will be over. We thought like, you know, within a year after it started that we would, we would have been back to normal. And here we are today, still an unknown in terms of when we will go back to maybe our new normal. So um, with that said, you know, it has really challenged a lot of people's hope. I think right across the world, uh, that's a challenge for a lot of individuals. And so as I wrote the book, I thought a lot about our hope givers. Those are the people that everyone looks to for hope, like your healthcare professional, your HR professionals, your ministers, um, your, your, your um, public speakers or motivational speakers. We are all experiencing, um, you know, this, the effects of the pandemic. And so I thought, how best could I make a difference or be a beacon of hope or add a ray of sunshine? And I thought about the hope givers. You know, they still have to offer hope to their hope receivers during such a difficult time. But who is taking care of the hope givers? So that's kind of where my book was focused in terms of sending a message to the hope givers that, you know, I understand how you might be feeling as you're struggling with even holding on to hope so you can authentically provide hope to your hope receivers. Absolutely. I mean, as you were saying it, I was even thinking it's like, who does HR go to when right. they're having issues? You know, <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, Especially uh, in most companies, because it's just one person. So it's not even like you can go to the other HR person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I mean, in this time, it has been so difficult. I know a lot of focus has been placed on like our healthcare professionals and first responders, and rightly so, because they bear the brunt of the effects of the pandemic. But then you have HR taking care of the people. And even as an HR professional, you know, you have your imperatives that you have to handle on a daily basis, like ensure everybody gets paid, they have access to their benefits, those are critical um, needs of employees that we have to meet. But then here comes the pandemic, which added a t another layer on top of, you know, the, your regular tasks and just being a beacon of hope to employees and not even understanding how to articulate to them how to cope because it's new for us also as HR professionals. We're trying to navigate this whole arena, you know, for ourselves. And um, so I think it has been like a double whammy where, you know, you still have to keep the employees um, needs met in terms of getting paid on time and their benefits. But now you have to figure out how to handle the current scenario and provide hope to the employees. Mm, for sure. So four best strategies to experience the kiss of life. So what I want you to do because we're going to tease people a little bit. They got to get the book to get all of it. But just tell us what does the KISS stand for in this, in this case? Okay. So um, I thought about the kiss of life because, you know, we've had so much death during this time. And just to sp put a spin on it, um, you know, thinking about, you know, like being hopeful and thinking about um, life and living and surviving. So I'll, um, the K stands for knowing that you are not meant to face life challenges alone. 
um, it's an understatement that we're living in, in challenging times. And so I think that's where a lot of people are challenged um, primarily in terms of being hopeful. So the K talks about just knowing that you are not alone. Um, even among your fellow men, we're all going through it, but even more so there's a bigger force at play that um, is there to give us support and strength as we go through difficulties. So it talks about um, God. I'm, I'm very anchored in my faith. Um, so it talks about just knowing that even when you go through trials, that he is there with you and he promises never to leave you alone. Even when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, as the Bible mentions, you don't have to be afraid because he's with you. So it's just giving hope in terms of reaching out to a, a bigger force or to the God that we serve, you know, to be our source of strength and hope during difficult times. And then the I is understanding how to unlock your purpose. We were all born with a purpose. There's a reason why we're here. And um, the purpose that we have to fulfill cannot be fulfilled by anyone else because we have our own DNA, we have our own ways that we, and our own traits that we will bring to um, fulfilling that purpose. So Kay's understanding what your purpose is and then um, intentionally living on a daily basis to fulfill that purpose. And then the S's. And so the S, um, the first one is for self-care. And that's taking care of, of yourself as a hope giver. Um, it's very important that uh, we focus on taking care of ourselves. And then I talk a bit about the meds, taking your meds. And that's um, your meditation, daily exercise, diet, and sleep. And then the last S is for service. And especially during this time where um, a lot of people are in isolation, I mean, we're getting back to some form of normalcy in terms of social interaction, but just being able to still serve either deeper if you're already serving or to volunteer. So you can open up yourself to helping others and then in turn, you start to feel hopeful again. So these are the four strategies that we go to in um, much more details in the book that you know, if you try to just regulate your daily life um, on these four strategies, you can really regain hope and then put yourself in a, uh, in a, in a good spot, be firmly planted as a hope giver to be able to authentically um, uh, minister to your hope receivers. I can see with each of those, where especially a hope giver struggles with them. But um, if you had to pick out one, kind of like I'm asking you, which one of them is your favorite kid? <laughs> um, if you had to pick out one of them, which one do you think people struggle with the most, generally speaking? I think it's um, self-care. A lot of us, um, you know, think that um, self-care is being selfish. And that's really not the case. And I think in just the hustle and bustle of life, for you know, parents who have to take care of their kids, especially during this difficult time where you have to wear so many hats, you have to do the online schooling, you have to keep them engaged, you have to, you know, do your regular parenting. It's a lot of different um, pulls and demands on hope givers during this difficult time. And a lot of times we neglect taking care of ourselves. But that could be. Uh, one of the most impactful of the four strategies, if you are able to implement, you know, your meditation, your um, some form of exercise, just to keep your body going, and you know those endorphins, releasing them in your mind to give you a sense of well-being. Also focusing on your diet, which in the book it talks about um, the correlation between diet and a feeling of hopefulness, and then of course ensuring that we get enough sleep. I think that's that's the, the, the most difficult or most challenging, but then the most it can be the most impactful if we can really um, harness, you know, the, the self-care piece of the kiss of life. Mm, absolutely. That sleep one, it's really interesting because you would think, you know, over the course of the last year plus where, you know, a lot of us have been stuck at home that we'd get more sleep, but then we, you know, binge watch a show and stay up until two, three o'clock in the morning. All kinds of things that keep us still from getting sleep. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I agree. Um, so what piece of advice would you give a person who is a hope giver that has never even thought about taking care of themselves? 
You know, I would say, think about um, just if you could visualize how much you pour into people's lives, especially during the most difficult of times. And it's very important to know that you cannot pour from an empty cup. And even if you are doing okay in, in terms of how you analyze, you know, yourself, you could even give more if you would, um, you know, pour more into taking care of yourself. And when we look at um, what I talk about taking your meds, meditation, it's challenging during difficult times, especially in times of uncertainty, when you have no idea or no indicator of what's around the corner. Meditating and just um, settling yourself, let's say early in the morning, having, you know, having your devotion or just focusing on scriptures of hope or that you entrust the future to the unknown future to an all-knowing God. Just centering your mind helps a lot. And then, of course, exercise is important. Um, I personally don't like to exercise, but I like the feeling of having exercise. So I like, you know, to feel that release of endorphins where you exchange your heaviness for, you know, just a brighter feeling or a brighter outlook. And then, of course, diet is so important. Because a lot of times, you know, where you might feel low, like you're not hopeful, and it could just be a nutritional deficiency, which I found out in my case, that was, you know, being deficient in folic acid, for example, that was causing me to just have a low feeling. And once I uh, did the analysis with the doctor, and I started to take my supplements, all of a sudden, I started to feel so bright and cheery again. And then, of course, sleep. Sleep is so important to our mental health. So as a, as a hope giver, it's very important that you maintain good mental health. You feel firmly planted. You take care of your whole being, you know, your mind, soul, and body and spirit so that you can show up authentically uh, and really pour a lot into your hope givers. The book is called, Are You Silently Losing Hope? Four Best Strategies to Experience the Kiss of Life. Um, I love that. You can get it on Amazon. In fact, for those of you that didn't read it in the description, here is the link to the book again. Um, Christine, for somebody who wants to go deeper with you, how can they work with you? So I've created a website um, called Hope for Hope Givers, but the four, so it's H-O-P-E, the number four, Hope Givers, H-O-P-E-G-I-V-E-R-S.com. So I've created that website that will have um, a lot of resources to start uh, an individual on the journey of regaining hope. So first we would start off with a self-assessment that's uh, available on the site. So once you purchase the book, I would encourage you to purchase the book so you can get good context before we even get going. You get good context in terms of understanding the four strategies and then um, take the self-assessment so you can identify which of the four areas um, would be most impactful in terms of if you were to start working on that particular area, it would really, really impact um, your life. And then we have um, mastermind groups that I'll be presenting. So if you're interested, those are also displayed on the website. You can indicate and um, which one you're interested in. I've also um, provided some soft skill courses around increasing your happiness and mindfulness and your awareness, handling stress. They are all a part of my online academy. So I have an online academy called ACE HR Academy. And so I've featured um, some of those uh, personal growth and wellness courses on the site. And um, for those individuals that join me in the mastermind session, um, I will invite you to join my private Facebook group. And that within that group, we'll continue to just pour into each other. And it will be a safe environment where you'll feel nurtured and supported so that you can really, really, really um, live in a life that's full of hope and, um, and peace and faith. Mm. I love that. Um, and I put the link for hope for the number four, hopegivers.com, uh, into the uh, messages as well so that people can come and join you. Um, and you can, again, get the book for free today on Amazon. Christine, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. 
Thank you so much, Steve. And I look forward to connecting, um, you know, with our hope givers so that together we can support um, and I can be of help to you as you continue to navigate these challenges. Thank you. If you are a hope giver, I hope that in that you got some really good tips and tricks on what you can do to ignite, manifest even, the hope in your own life so that you can then show up powerfully as the leader in your family, in your business, in all the things that you do. With that said, we're going to take our first quick commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. As we talk about hope, Hope is so powerful, so necessary, and often we don't know how to manifest it in our own lives. That's what we were talking about in the first segment. And hopefully the hope has risen up within you, and now you have the capability to be able to really also help others manifest it in their life. And there's probably nothing more precious, more important than the responsibility that we have as parents to help our children really hold on to that hope, to not lose that ability to dream and really even believe that those dreams are, will, and are going to come true. It's kind of on us. So we needed that first segment because we need to have hope in our own lives and we need to know how to manifest the hope in our own lives so that we can then take these wonderful, precious souls and we can help them have hope rise up within them as they move powerfully through the world and become the people that they're going to be. So how do we do that? Well, um, you know, I'm a parent myself, but I like bringing in experts for you to help us with that. And I'm really excited to bring to you this next guest so that you can learn the power of manifesting in your children's life. You can help them rise up in the hope that really comes so naturally to them and stay and live in that spot. Join me in welcoming Mary Petto. Hey, Mary, how are you doing today? Very good. Thanks, Steve. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Uh, so I am, uh, I guess you could call me a teacher, a coach, uh, a presenter. Um, my mission is to show the world, men, women, children, how to use their magnetic energy, their vibrational energy to build a life and create a reality where everything just works out for them and flows beautifully. Mm. So what does that look like? I mean, you say everything works out for them, but we all know that stuff happens in the world. So that's right. COVID. That's true. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. So, um, well, let's take business, for instance. 
Um, let's say you're in sales. Let's say you have a sales goal. Um, and uh, you had a, a meeting with a prospect and it just didn't work out. But you really want to shift to not only getting your job done, but being a rainmaker, right? And in business, we have goals. In our personal life, we have goals. And as kids, we have things that we want. We have a social situations that we want, grades that we want to get. Um, whatever that is, what we're talking about is using these natural laws of the universe, which are the same rules that kind of dictate those, um, I like to call them synchronicities and coincidences. Like when you think of a friend you haven't seen in years and you wonder what they're up to and they end up being in line in front of you at the store the next day. Those kinds of synchronicities or um, Steve, I think you'll like this one. I call it the purple car theory. And it's the one where you notice a car that's new to you, right? Wow, look at that purple Nissan. Um, that's really sweet car, it's a sweet ride. I've never seen that before, cool. And then you get out onto the road and there's a hundred of them, they're everywhere. And so um, those are the kinds of vibrational responses that we get back from our environment when we make a connection to something that we um, think about in a high vibrational way, <clears throat> something we like, something that we have an affinity for, or a person or relationship. And we can use these kinds of coincidental kind of situations and what makes them happen, we can leverage them on purpose so that we can manifest the cooperative components around us to get what we want, so we can make the sale, so we can sit next to who we want to in school, um, so we can build the business or land that awesome relationship that we'd always imagined, or better yet, fix the ones that we've got. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So your book is called The Family Guide to the Law of Attraction. Um, how does this work for families? Well, I will tell you that what inspired me to title the book this way and then sort of format it and run it through the way I have is because in my work with individuals and when I teach workshops, I noticed a distinction between uh, the sustainability of the mindset um, and that proper vibration for manifesting. Was, it was different with um, individuals that I worked with kind of, you know, just me and them working together versus in workshops or speaking to sales teams um, who they tend to have this more sustainable um, approach to really creating, co-creating with the quantum field, if you will. Um, and I believed and it, I, what I realized was that when we have kind of a tribe around us, you know, our circle of influence, whether it's uh, coworkers or sales teams, or it's our family, um, or often I do workshops for um, sort of, I will just speak and people will gather their friends to come together. And when they're all hearing the same information, then they can help course correct each other when they're going the, down the wrong vibrational path. And so that sustainability of being in your circle of influence when you learn about this stuff is so, so important. Um, so important that, you know, when I um, am asked to work with a young person, um, I used to just, you know, kind of just work with them one-on-one, -on -one, give them tips and tools. They actually have great success. Um, but when I started, to, what I decided to do was bring in an, at least one other family member, not so that they can be involved in any, you know, it's not really a, a, a therapy appointment so much as just learning the skill sets, and then they can help each other. And often, I will tell you, even my own kids who are in college now will catch me sort of going down the wrong vibrational path with my attitude and my mindset. And they'll, you know, stop me. Hey, mom, you know, that's not right. What are you going to do to fix it <laughs> so that you can get back on the right path? Um, and so it just, it just works out better that way. So I created this book. I could have written a book, you know, a, a guide to the law of attraction, but I wrote this with the intention of people reading it together, 
um, you know, doing the, there's lots of exercises and fun experiments in here, you know, sort of doing that together and sharing results with each other, um, you know, dog-earing the pages and sharing, you know, putting multiple bookmarks in here for multiple people in a household even. That really is the vibe, if you will, of the book and how it came to be. And so what kind of impact can that make on the lives of even small children when they grow up in that kind of an environment? Well, um, you know, I believe that, you know, there's, and I get that question a lot, right? At what age are they really understanding, you know, this mindset to, um, you know, manifesting the right circumstances to build your business or, um, you know, the right components to, to fix relationships or attract new ones? How do we how do we translate that to a nine-year-old or a five-year-old? Um, and I will say this: number one, um, first of all, really sitting down, being able to sort of sit still, and really be able to um, do these very simple mind shift techniques to manifest with the law of attraction. You know, starting at that fourth grade level, about that, they really do get it. Um, as a matter of fact, my book opens with the story of a fourth grader and her magnificent overnight results, making her bullies disappear. Um, but that doesn't mean that um, sort of instilling a philosophy of we are being supported by the universe for, for kids that are younger. You know, can they talk? Can they look for things? Can they engage in some fun experiments? Then they're old enough to internalize what they've learned and carry it through for the rest of their lives and thrive into adulthood. So if they can walk and talk, if they can follow directions, they're gonna get it. And it's gonna make a tremendous impact on their feeling of being supported, their feeling of, you know, I'm not a victim here. If I want to change anything in my situation, I can create that proactively. So what would you say is the biggest thing you've found keeps people from attracting what they really want in their life to themselves? Well, therein lies the rub, as I say, Steve, because um, while we are very um, emotional, spiritual beings sort of having this human experience, um, you know, all the power and all the control is within our thoughts. The spark of creation starts with our thoughts. Anything around us began as an idea. Um, and anything attracting those right ideas and moving us through our impulses to, to make the right decisions, to make things happen, um, to have the experiences, it all starts with our mindset and our thoughts. And the biggest mistake people make is either um, they think it's about wishing and praying and then they drop it or they sort of go wholeheartedly in like I call them manic manifestors, right? I'm doing all the steps and it's not working. Um, and then they kind of give up and there's just a subtlety to the mindset that I would actually say um, kids and naturally optimistic people, um, you know, they don't face those kinds of challenges. And they don't because they don't have the same kind of baggage that others do. So if there was some mistake that I can see as a common denominator happening across, you know, of the thousands of people I've worked with or touched, you know, who's, who's, not, who's not doing it right or feeling like they're doing it not right. Um, the people who have just over time just experienced that other shoe dropping. And they think that that's just going to continue as part of their life experience. And so they don't fully immerse and fully surrender to this power that they have. It's sort of like that always having a plan B kind of philosophy. I want to manifest this job. I want to manifest this um, uh, career promotion. But just in case, I'm going to apply for these two other jobs. So having that sort of your, your sort of uh, mental foot <laughs> in multiple places is not sending out a clear vibration. This is all sort of electromagnetic vibrational work. And when we 
kind of have a blurry image of what we're after, or we do actions and motions that are counter to what we really want, you know, we're not going to have success using this power that we have to leverage the law of attraction. So of course, a person needs to get your book, but if a person wanted to work more directly with you, how would they uh, connect with you? Um, well, that's very easy, actually. I have a website. It's portablevisions.com. Um, and yeah, there's there's so many different opportunities to work with me, um, you know, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or just like a downloadable uh, basics course, um, you know, whatever it is. Um, there's so many ways to do it. And the reason that there are so many ways to learn about it is because it really is my mission to empower everyone with this. You know, so many people can be happy. And wouldn't it be great if everybody was happy and, and feeling like they had the power to create the life that they want? That's awesome. The book is called The Family Guide to the Law of Attraction by Mary Petto. Mary, I appreciate you spending so much time with us on the show here today. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. The greatest hope, the biggest responsibility, the best place that we can manifest hope in lives is in that of our children. They are little tiny sponges, aren't they? Where they will just soak up all the things around them. And if we say a curse word in front of them, guess what they're going to have popping out of their mouth. And if we teach them faith-filled uh, you know, whether it be mantras or Bible verses or any whatever your particular religious belief is, if we teach them faith-filled sayings, they will say them and they will believe them. And, and I do really truly believe that, you know, when we train up a child in the way that they should go, they will learn that. They will come back to it. It comes out of their mouth. Um, it's fun these days when one of my children will say something to me um, that I know is based completely in something that they used to roll their eyes at me, um, you know, when I said it, because it was, you know, oh, dad. And now, as a dad or a mom, they find themselves saying, doing, and teaching those same exact things to their children because those elementary things, foundational principles that we taught into their lives, they make an impact. They change and shape their lives, hopefully in a good way. So as we take the opportunity to help them learn how to manifest out of the hope that they have naturally inside of them, they then can succeed, they can advance, they can prosper in this world just purely from being who they were born to be and us helping facilitate them staying in that spot rather than allowing the world to destroy that low soul within them. Are you manifesting hope in your own life? Are you manifesting hope in the lives of your children? I hope you are. Manifesting hope within us is so necessary, so powerful, and it is really truly one of if not the biggest way that we can live as a thriving entrepreneur. We are going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far, and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve,
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about manifesting hope. And I I love how the show comes together because often the, uh, you know, some of the guests that's, you know, at first looking at them, I'm like, how do these people relate together? But there really is a synergy between them. And this next guest, you maybe mentioned, noticed me mention in the intro, Uh, taxes and things like that and he does work with people's taxes but it's about bringing a freedom into your life there is a level of manifesting that he does that allows you to manifest those things in that life that you really want in working with you on your tax preparations um, and your tax planning and all of those kind of things Um, and so I encourage you, don't skip this last one. This is really highly important, powerful, and impactful in your manifesting hope in your life. Because when your finances are in control, let's let's be honest, it's so much easier to have hope, faith, belief, and promise in what's going to happen for you in the world. Um, so usually I don't preface things like that. Usually I just jump right into it. But I wanted to talk to you for a minute so that you will stick with us and you will manifest hope in your life in these areas as well. With that said, let's jump right into our next interview. Join me in welcoming John Briggs. Hey, John, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Well, uh, I own an accounting firm and uh, I have 30 team members. You know, I for me, with accounting, I actually, it, I mean, talking about showing up in the world, it, it actually roots to this, these experiences I had when I was younger, um, kind of elementary, middle school age when I was bullied. And it's interesting how my career took me to this place where I found out that I enjoyed taxes and accounting. And then I realized, wow, the number one bully out there that I've seen is the IRS. And so... Um, we love protecting taxpayers against the kind of aggressive nature the IRS takes because while they may be aggressive, they also aren't always correct when they send us stuff. Um, you have that aspect. And then we have the other side where, you know, not just protecting them from the IRS, but um, helping our clients help understand cash flow. Most people don't start their business because they love accounting, but it is an important function of their business. And so we really love helping them show up as their best self, focusing on the things that they love. And, uh, you know, we love being a support for them in that way as well. So accounting is one of those things. I would say love it or hate it, but most people probably would just all say hate it. (laughs) Um, But um, before we jump into some solutions, I always love asking accountants, what appeals to you about accounting? I love the game of it. we get the game on both sides. So when I'm working on the tax return, based on the tax rules itself, and you could take one deduction, but you might be able to file it in a couple of different ways based on tax rules and certain tax forms. And is this a credit versus a deduction? So playing that game, I just love seeing either the amount the client owes go down or the amount of the refund goes up. And then on the other side, um, I love the data I just love data. It helps me make good decisions. And I know if I can help business owners see that, the data they get from their financial statements really helps them make more clear business decisions. So the IRS, the big dog that, um, you know, even got Al Capone and all of that, we're all a little bit afraid of them. Um, Is the fear real or is it something that's been kind of built up in our minds? 
definitely been built up in our minds. Um, there always, I think, is a healthy level of fear knowing how much power they have. And again, they're not always the most competent people, but they do have a lot of power. And so I think a healthy amount of fear is there's nothing wrong with that, but certainly not to the extent that some people are, I, I got a notice from the IRS, I'm just going to pay it. I mean, we, we find about 80% of the letters our clients get aren't accurate from the IRS. So then it just becomes letting the IRS know where they're wrong and why they're wrong and uh, all that stuff. I was in a group meeting the other day and they were having an interesting discussion about legality versus morality, I guess would be the best way of saying it. Um, but I think all of us kind of would prefer to pay as little in taxes as we can. Do you think that's a, an okay way of viewing or, or should there be more morality in how we're filling out our stuff? Uh, I mean, I, we have to follow the laws of the land. Um, the challenge is, is that the tax code is like 78,000 pages or something crazy like that now. So there's a whole bunch of what feels like gray area just because, oh, based on this code section, I can do this, but based on this other code section, I'm not allowed to do this. So from a legality standpoint, it's not always crystal clear either, which I think is why that's always a discussion, legality versus morality. I mean, we make this joke, if you ask 15 CPAs a question, you're gonna get 33 different answers. The same is with an IRS auditor. If you have one tax issue and 10 different auditors, you're probably gonna have 20 possible outcomes just because you're also relying on the way they interpret things. So, I, I mean, I think everyone should have to, they should feel good about what they've done and sleep at night, but anytime we can uh, stick with, find the gray area that at least is written down in the code, then we feel good about it. So we try to stick on the legal side uh, whenever possible. And usually that helps us stay moral as well. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and I definitely don't want to get all political with you, but I heard a really interesting comment. The person said that part of the issue with seeing and it doesn't matter whether it's Donald Trump or Warren Buffett or anybody that has a large corporation. The problem with seeing their taxes is, is that 99% of us, maybe more than that, wouldn't really even understand what we were reading when you're talking about that large of a corporation. Would you agree with that? I completely agree with that. I, I love, and I won't get political on you either, but I'm sure we've all noticed that when COVID happened, everybody became a mask expert, um, whether you should wear it or not wear it. And then when Donald Trump has had his tax returns, um, like he showed them and people were talking about how little he paid in income tax, uh, all those mask experts also became tax experts. I think we should all just stay in our lanes. Um, corporate tax is really complicated and income tax is only one form of taxes that people pay. Yeah, like businesses, corporations, there's there's a slew of things that those Fortune 100 companies have to pay that a lot of the small business owners don't need to deal with. So yeah, I, I think uh, we should all stay in our lanes. <laughs> what kind of things do you wish people would give to you that you almost never get when somebody initially comes to you as a client saying, here, do my taxes? Um, you know, from a, from a document standpoint where it's pretty good, uh, honestly, for me, it's more of a mental thing. I wish, I wish clients would give a little bit more respect to the accounting side of their business, um, which not only benefits them from a standpoint of the stuff's ready to file on tax returns, but more importantly, it benefits them throughout the year if they do it the right way so that they can use the story their financials tell them to run the business better. And that's not to say their business isn't going good, but if someone, if a business owner can up-level the way they understand financial statements, they will make better decisions than what they're currently making. So for me, I'd say, I wish they gave me more 
um, of a desire to want to learn that aspect of their business. Speaking of which, um, you know, I've often said to my clients, you need to at least be able to know how to read a few of your accounting documents, um, at least understand what they mean. Uh, what would you say are the primary financial instruments that a business owner needs to at least understand what they say? Um, you have the big three, profit and loss statement, your balance sheet, and even though accountants don't talk about it a lot, your cash flow statement can be really valuable. Because at the end of the day, cash is the lifeblood of your business. And that statement will actually show you where you're making money and where you're not making money, or at least from a cash flow standpoint. Um, that being said, I would also say this, one of my favorite reports to look at as a business owner is my profit and loss by month. So if you're using a type of accounting software, almost all of them will have the ability for you to run this type of report. And I like it because not only can I see the total column, so if I'm looking at 2020's profit and loss statement, I can see, oh, here's the income, here are all my expenses, and then this is the net income. But if I, now with the profit and loss by month, I have January, February, March, they're all right next to each other. I can see trends. I can see, wow, this, this revenue source uh, steadily grew last year while this one steadily declined. I would have noticed that had I not broken it out by month. Or maybe, man, this what's this expense here? This is weird. Like it was $100 a month. And for some reason this month, it jumped up to 3000. What's going on there? And was that a good decision once I figure out why it jumped? Um, so I, to me, those are, those are the basics ones that I think every business owner should be looking at uh, on a regular basis. You mentioned online software. Is there a, um, a different platform or whatever that you prefer to see people? see people keeping their monthly books in? You know, we use QuickBooks. Um, they kind of dominate the market. So most accountants are going to be familiar with that type of software. So that way, if the client wants to switch accountants, it's a lot easier to do that with a QuickBooks because most accountants are familiar with it. I have some clients who use this software called um, Sage, which used to be called Peachtree and not very many accountants are familiar with it. So, um, it's a lot harder for that client to switch. But that being said, I'll tell clients, whatever method is going to get you to keep track of your records, do that. Uh, don't, don't let an accountant necessarily force you into one method or another. But QuickBooks, for the most part, is pretty, uh, has a pretty low learning curve. And um, it just, I mean, I would say most, most small businesses use it. So let's talk to the person who has never done their books like they should and they've decided I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to get myself set up. What is step one to get them set up so that they can at least use somebody like yourself to do their taxes next year? Um, step one is to pick the software. Uh, I don't necessarily always recommend using Excel. I have some clients who have really small businesses and Excel works fine for them because they don't have a lot of transactions, but ultimately like sign up with QuickBooks. And it really is that simple. Once you're signed up with QuickBooks, you'll be able to link your bank account to the software so that it automatically downloads your transactions. And then all you do is classify it. Now, if someone is starting and they don't have basic accounting understanding, it wouldn't hurt for them to reach out to an accountant just for, hey, can I consult with you for an hour so you can teach me some of the basics of how to use this software? But that being said, because QuickBooks is so popular, you could Google it and you'll probably find about 7,000 videos on how to use QuickBooks. And you can be very specific, like QuickBooks, how to tie my bank account to my QuickBooks. QuickBooks, how do I classify transactions? QuickBooks, how do I run a report? Um, they'll find a bunch of free videos that can help them if they wanted to go that route. But for the most part, like to get started, you just, you just have to get started. Because uh, once you're in it, it's the same process from the beginning as it is a year later, two years later. Like it's just the same steps every time. And do you work with people all over the country or are you area specific? 
Yeah, no, we're, uh, we we're, work with US-based clients. Um, we do have a few international clients we do bookkeeping for, but um, we only do tax work in the US. So yeah, we're, anywhere works for us. And if a person wanted to talk to you in further detail, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, they can go to insighttax.com backslash wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H. Um, and our company name is Insights, I-N-C-I-T-E, tax, because, you know, we just don't think the government's good at spending our money. So uh, we should cause to action. That's what insight means, to cause to action. Uh, let us cause ourselves to take action to stop overpaying in taxes. So insighttax.com backslash wealth. I love it. Well, John, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Don't let the things that may bring you away from your joy, that may feel like they destroy the hope in your life, don't let those be the things that stop you. Rather, find others who that is the joy for them. It's always amazing to me when I talk with tax people, especially accountants in general, uh, because they love what they do. It excites them. They get just as excited about them as what you do does for you. Um, and so I need you to really understand that one of the most powerful parts of manifesting hope in our life is learning, as my good friend Jessica Butt says, learning what you suck at and then stop doing what you suck at. Really allow yourself the capability to live in a place of hope and promise and faith and belief because you also are knowing how to take good care of yourself. You are, if you will, protecting yourself from those things that will keep you out of a place of being able to manifest hope. Think about that one for a minute. If you do the things that you should not be doing anyway, it brings your whole entire spirit down and then you're a negative Nelly, if you will, and you aren't operating at the highest possible frequency in your own personal life. And because of that, you don't make that powerful change in the lives of the people you're meant to serve because some days it's just hard to get out of bed. And that's not to say that there aren't some days when you need to just pull the covers back up and rest. I totally get that. Sometimes when you're sick, you need to just get well. Sometimes when you're mentally sick, you just need to get well. Sometimes you need to learn that you aren't taking care of that self-care for yourself. You don't have the hope within you, therefore you have nothing to give. But as you then do, you can use that talent that you have to manifest hope in the lives of other people and allow those who are excited in areas that do not excite you at all to do that for you so you can keep that hope alive in your own life because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world so needs you. You are so important and what you do is so impactful in this world. I thank you on behalf of the whole of the universe for doing it and I encourage you to live strong and powerfully in that sweet spot that is you so that you can make the difference that only you can make after all. Isn't that more than anything what it means to live as a thriving entrepreneur? I hope until we're together again next time, you feel great and you have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You are-